0: episode 220 late night internet marketing this week on the late night internet marketing podcast we're going to talk about why right now today is the absolutely best time for you to start or double down on your internet business all this and more on the late night internet marketing podcast yourself Mason. Hey, 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 how is everyone doing? I am your host, Mark Mason. I am so excited to be back on the mic. And many of you are wondering, where have I been? I posted on Facebook the other day. I said, uh, hey, the late night internet marketing podcast is coming back. And here I am. New release date in the future. It's going to be on Monday every week. That's what we're going to be shooting for. So look for episodes to drop on Mondays. If you haven't subscribed in your podcatcher of choice, hit that subscribe button, or if there's a like button, you can hit that too. It really helps out the show, and it helps me make sure that you know when new episodes arrive, which you should be expecting for the next 18 months or so for sure to be coming on Mondays. And we'll talk about why it's the next 18 months, what's going on, what I've been doing in this episode because right now, I believe it is the absolute best time that there has ever been for you to start or double down on your internet business, and I am doubling down on mine. I've been working with my two mastermind groups on this plan to uh, reinvest in this part of my business, the part of my business where I help people just like you start their own internet business. It's the thing I love the most. And so that's what I'm going to be doing. And I've got a whole plan around that, that I'll be executing over the next 18 months. And the great news is if you're listening to my voice, you're part of that plan because the main piece of that is delivering amazing. As my friend Cliff says, can't live without content that will help you and your internet business. So be sure and hit that subscribe button. One time I had someone say, Oh, Mark, I you know, I like your podcast, but I don't want to subscribe. I can't afford another subscription. That's a funny thing in the podcast industry. Subscribe doesn't mean pay. Subscribe means that whenever I come out with another episode, you'll be notified. So be sure and hit that subscribe button. Let's get going. When I posted in my Facebook group, I, I maintain a private. Facebook group for listeners of the show. You can find that at late night. forward slash Facebook. We'd love to have you join over there. It's a safe place for you to ask questions about your internet business and interact with me regarding topics on the show. Again, that's late night. forward slash Facebook. Robert Longley responded to that post. He said, uh, and the people rejoiced. And that made me feel really good. I got some positive feedback on the fact that the show was getting cranked up again. And really as a podcaster, uh, you know, it's a one way conversation until it's not right. I talk to all of you and occasionally some of you uh, get back to me and give me feedback. That's why I love the Facebook group and Robert, I appreciate that encouragement that made me smile big time. Thank you very much. So, so that's what's going on. So I, With that in mind, I wanted to talk a little bit about where I've been and what I've been doing and what I think about the future as it relates to Internet business as this kind of reboot episode that we have here this week. So where I've been is in the middle of the chip shortage. So, you know, I've been doing some other things. I've been doing Facebook Marketplace drop shipping. We'll talk all about the the status of that. Um, my son Zach and I have done tens of thousands of dollars in revenue on Facebook Marketplace, and I'll break that down for you in a future episode. But personally, what I've been doing, as you guys know, I have a day job at a very large semiconductor electronics company here in the Dallas area, and that company is uh, one of the major suppliers of chips to the worldwide electronics industry. And it's interesting. You know, electronics is a really important thing. We know that. And you guys have all been hearing on the news about the chip shortage and things that are going on and how that's affecting business in the world. One of the things that makes that interesting is that the world, the, the amount of people in the world and the number of people buying things is, is generally increasing year over year and increases a few percent. A few percent more goods are sold in the year over year and that's the growth of what we call on a country by country basis the gross domestic product you know we we all as countries are growing and in general people are buying more and more stuff every year and companies grow sort of at that rate on average that's the sort of the rate the automotive industry grows and so forth but the thing that's interesting about electronics is not only are there more goods being sold. But those goods increasingly have more and more semiconductor content. I'll give you my favorite example. So I'm in the cafeteria the other day at my employer and I I hadn't been there a lot recently because of stuff related to COVID, but I'm starting to go back into the office more and more. And I go into the cafeteria and where the napkin dispenser used to be, there's this new napkin dispenser that we're testing where you reach in to grab a single napkin, you grab it and then a, an electronic sensor detects that that napkin that was there in the dispenser is now missing and you, and then it dispenses one more single napkin. Now this is really interesting. You like, you may be thinking why in the world would you ever want to have an electronic napkin dispenser? That's ridiculous. After all, you could just put a stack of napkins out on a table. you don't need a napkin dispenser. And the truth of the matter is it's different than what you think. And for the same reasons that you want to have a paper towel dispenser, an electronic touchless paper towel dispenser in a restroom in a cafeteria, you may want the same thing. First of all, it's touchless. The person who touch who gets the napkin, only touches their napkin. So in a time where there's global pandemic things going on, that makes a lot of sense, right? We only want people touching their napkin. I don't want you taking seven napkins and putting three back and now you've touched that napkin and I'm going to put that napkin on my mouth. You know, we that's not something that we want, right? So that's an obvious reason. The other reason probably is people tend to, I know I personally tend to, grab a stack of napkins. And I usually don't really need a stack of napkins, but I grab two or three or four or five napkins, if especially if I'm not really thinking about it. And I put them on my tray and go out, but I really probably only need a napkin or two. And the one thing about a napkin dispenser, and I think this is the, the same thing that happens with uh, paper towel dispensers in public restrooms, is that I only get one paper towel or one napkin at a time, and I need to make a conscious decision to get a second napkin. So, not only is that environmentally friendly, it also is cost friendly because I'm buying fewer napkins as a napkin provider. So, all this to say, wow, how interesting that we live in a world where now electronics are part of napkin dispensers. And there are countless other examples. I have a friend who has a GMC Yukon. It's a fantastic car. That car has lights underneath the the side view mirrors and underneath the running boards that project the GMC logo down on the ground at night using LEDs. What do LEDs need? They need chips to make them work. They need something called an LED driver to make them work. So, you know, 10 years ago, Cars were just fine without having ground effect lighting. Now, if you go buy a brand new GMC Yukon with fully loaded, you get these flashy ground effect lights. Again, more semiconductor content in cars. And that, you know, cars are a really great example because there's lane departure warnings and all these other um, things in cars now that keep you from crashing the car, airbags. All of these things rely on electronics. And so chip's. The, the content of chips is increasing even faster than the number of cars that are being sold. But when you add those two together, you're selling more cars and more of those cars have chips. Same thing applies. We have also in our cafeteria, we have an ice cream robot that can make an ice cream sundae. That's kind of amazing. You put your money in. It's basically a vending machine with a robot inside. It makes an ice cream sundae. All of that takes a tremendous amount of electronics. And you can see just by looking around that our society is more and more that way. There's more and more things that rely on electronics. So as a result of the pandemic and some other uh, economic impacts of that, there has been a shortage of capacity in the semiconductor industry. And I work in the semiconductor industry, so I have been incredibly busy working with customers trying to keep them running and help them be successful even in an environment where they they're having trouble getting all of the parts that they need in order to be successful now the company that I work for my day job, we've been very successful in helping companies do that. I would say that uh, you know we've done an amazing job but that doing that job has come at the cost of a lot of work for me and so that's part of where I have been during this, Uh, semiconductor crisis. But I've also been uh, working on my uh, Facebook dropshipping business. We've been working through that with my son. That's been a very interesting experiment. We've also been playing a lot of baseball, so things have been busy. Having said that, though, I recognize that now is probably exactly the right time for me to double down on helping people just like you build their internet business. One is, and I think this is the most important thing for me, I really miss this kind of thing. I miss the podcast. I miss working with people. I miss getting nice messages from people like Robert who tell me he really appreciates my content. These kinds of things I miss. And so I've been really busy and I've been in a season where I haven't been able to do this or I haven't chosen to do it, but now I want to change that. The second reason though that I think it's a really good time to start internet businesses is the way things are going on in the economy. You know, we as in corporate America, people in the press particularly have talked about the current status of American work as this time being the great resignation. They've they've referred to this time in American history they started to refer to it as the Great Resignation, and this is in contrast to other important times in American history like the Great Depression. And the reason they call it the Great Resignation is because we are seeing uh, as a society more and more people changing what they're doing. They're, they're leaving the job that they were in prior to the pandemic or due to increased work flexibility and trying something new or working with a different employer, or just generally doing something that they haven't done before. So that's one reason that now is a really great time to be working on your side hustle, because there's just a tremendous amount of opportunity and churn and change. And in times of change, that's where you're going to find the most opportunity. So I think it's a really, really good time If you're you're in a job that you don't love or you're not sure about the the certainty of it or you're just looking to try something new, it's a fantastic time to start a new business. And I want to help people do that. So here I am doing that right now. The second thing that I think is really true about what's going on in the current uh, economy is there is a certain amount of uncertainty about what's next. If you had told me that, The there was going to be this global pandemic that was going to shut down a ton of businesses, unemploy a lot of people, and the economy would be as strong as it is. I'd have told you, you were crazy. And of course, in the United States, the reason the economy, or a big reason the economy is as strong as it is, is because the US government has pumped in a ton of money into the economy to keep things moving. Well, There is a side effect to that. And those of you with backgrounds in economics will know that one of the side effects of that is inflation. And we're starting to see that. And that inflation is going to inevitably slow consumer spending. And that's going to have some negative impacts on the economy. It's going to make it harder to borrow money. There's a lot of things that will come as a result of an inflationary economy. I think that in these kinds of times of uncertainty, even though we may continue to have a great economy for months or years to come, when there's uncertainty, that makes the urgency of having a backup plan uh, even higher. And I think with, um, you know, with the way things are, it makes more sense than ever to have a side hustle. That's a backup plan for you and your family so that you can have uh, a plan B as it were. And so, for all of these reasons, I think it's a really, really good time to start an online business. But here's the third reason. The shift to online has been massive. So whether your online business is teaching people things online, uh, helping people do things online, or selling people things online, I think the time to do that, uh, there's never been a better time because everybody has increased the amount of time they're spending online, the level of comfort they have with doing transactions online, and the amount of reliance they have on information that they find online. So for all these reasons, I believe now is the very best time for you to be doubling down on whatever your efforts are to build a business online. And so there are a lot of questions around that that we're going to talk about over the next 18 months. We'll be talking about the best kinds of businesses to build online today in 2021 and 2022. We'll be talking about the way to execute that as a side hustle. We'll be talking about the things that I can do to help you. So the best thing for you to do right now is head on over to late night. forward slash Facebook. Get in that Facebook group. Tell me what you're thinking, what you're doing, what you want to talk about, and let's get the conversation started because that is my plan for 2022 starting today is to double down, triple down on the late night internet marketing podcast brand and the activity around that. And also the YouTube channel, we'll be talking about that in a future episode. All of these things are coming to you. And the only goal that I have in all of that is to help you in a way that makes good business sense, right? I always say the best businesses are businesses that help people profitably and the best way for me to get that started is to is to create a tremendous amount of absolutely free fantastic content that helps you get going and that's step 1 in this process and here we are. So it's really great to be back on the mic. I'll be right back here next Monday with another episode of the late night internet marketing podcast. I am so excited to be talking to you again and we'll talk to you soon. Ciao. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the late night internet marketing podcast. Be sure to visit LNIMpodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business one night at a time. One night at a time. Wow, it's really great to be back on the mic. There's so much stuff going on. guys. So, And for those of you that aren't familiar with this part of the show, this is just the part of the show where we talk about whatever I want to talk about, which is great. And uh, so you, if you're not into what I want to talk about, you can turn it off. Um, but we, we've been having uh, a tremendous amount of fun here at the Little Studio in Dallas, Texas. Lots of baseball this fall, and we'll be talking about that as you guys know, I'm in youth baseball. I'm out of the coaching game now because my son, who is fourteen, is now a high school freshman and he's playing at a level that it's it's not really helpful for me to coach him. He needs a, a higher level of coaching. so we're doing a lot of private lessons. We're doing high school baseball and we're we're on a travel ball team. so we've been doing a lot of baseball and having a lot of fun and I have been doing a lot of uh, videoing of that. Now that I'm not coaching, I'm free to take cool shots and build and publish some of those to Twitter. So you can follow us on Twitter. And particularly, I I think the thing that you want to follow on Twitter uh, is Zach. So you can follow Zach on Twitter at uh, of course, twitter.com Forward slash Z Mason. That's Z as in Z Mason. Z Mason underscore baseball, and you can see little video clips of Zach doing his workout. We try to uh, post at least one video clip a day. Sometimes he's retweeting a video that I posted. Sometimes he's uh, tweeting his own video. That's the the kind of thing that we're working on. And the reason that we do this is interesting. Is that the there's turns out that social media is really important in youth baseball, particularly Twitter. Most of the colleges and the recruiters associated with those are following players on Twitter and tournaments that we go to. They actually record uh, the players playing and they post the great plays to Twitter and tag the players. So there's this whole ecosystem and infrastructure around Twitter and youth baseball. So you can check us out at, Twitter.com forward slash Z Mason underscore baseball until next week. We'll talk to you next Monday. I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. Ciao. Late night internet. Ma. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me. In 2007, when I was trying to get started, there were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the internet, and I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in a same situation, send them that link, latenightim.com forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet, my.